There's more death gliders filing. Filing. There's. <laughs> that would be a very boring episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm tired. It was my first day mm. back to work after the break that we had just Yuck. had. It just felt very long because last week when I did work, it was only for like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> this was a full day and then I needed to go to the grocery store and then go pick up Ugh. prescriptions. Also and there were a lot of people on the road. It's dark, it's foggy, it's rainy. It was just yeah, miserable. It's yeah. <laughs> I you know, it's January, where's my damn snow? That's all I'm gonna say. Right? Even I am a little bit annoyed with the warm weather. Although I did take advantage of the warm weather to do some yard work today. All right. In the rain. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't pleasant, but I'm like, damn it, the ground is going to freeze and I have some digging I need to do before that happens. So I was out digging gravel (laughs) to build a ramp up to the shed that we're trying to turn into a garage. Nice. Yeah. It was, it worked. I got my car in it eventually. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, I had to put it into sport mode to make it work, but it works. It's totally fine. And it's not going to have a door for like four months because garage doors are on back orders. But at least it has a hole in it. And there's no longer a bush in front of the hole that is the door. (laughs) Or is the doorway, I should say. Did you also get a fence put up? (laughs) Yes, because we want our puppies to have some outside fun times. Like they used to have back in the day when we had another house with a fenced yard. We are getting a fence for them. And it will also keep the neighbor dog out because there's some asshole in the neighborhood who has a big black lab that they do not keep restrained. And it comes and shits in our backyard. So it will both keep our dogs in and keep that dog out. That is not okay. Right? I mean, it's okay you're getting a fence, obviously. That part's good. (laughs) The dog shitting in your yard is the problem. Right. I mean, I love dogs. Obviously, I love dogs as much as anybody else. But still, I don't like unrestrained dogs, especially because I was bitten by one once when I was out running. And then that was bad. And yeah. then also yeah, bad enough that I had to go get staples in my leg and had a bruise, a huge, giant, disgusting bruise for weeks. Anyway, yeah, if you have dogs, restrain them if you live in a residential neighborhood with dogs. And ideally, even if you don't, because... Unfortunately, we have a family member who's had a dog or two eaten by bears. So uh, fences, fences are good. And if you don't have a fence, maybe keep them on a leash, which is what Jeff and I have been doing to this point. But anyway, fences, exciting. Yay. Yeah. And don't let your dog shit in your neighbor's backyard. And if it does, clean Clean it up. Yeah. That ends my PSA for keeping your dog (laughs) tethered and safe (laughs) (laughs) and also sanitary. Yes. That's been my week, building a ramp into the shed. Well, getting a hole cut in the shed, but that was happening on our vacation. And then building a ramp to it and then getting a fence. Yay. Installed. Yeah. Is the ramp going to be the permanent solution to that or are you going to like pave to it? Well, eventually we need to actually redo the entire driveway, but that is not a now project Mm -hmm. because that's not a thing we can afford. 
at the moment. Right. But eventually we're going to have to pave the entire driveway. And when we do, we will have a ramp paved up to it. Nice. Good times. Thrilling, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of a segue. I don't even remember what happened in this episode. Oh, you know who else likes to make holes <laughs> in things? Who is that? <laughs> the two girls. <laughs> Not necessarily into sheds that they are turning into garages, but into the ground to make caves and tunnels. It would be much easier to have taken that wall off if you could just use a Tok'ra crystal for that. Right? Very true. I'm sure it would have been way cheaper, too. Thankfully, the guy that we used was not super expensive either and did very nice work, but would have saved us some money to have a Toker crystal. Yeah. I am sure. We wouldn't have even needed to buy a house. We would have just gone <laughs> and dug a tunnel true. somewhere. <laughs> just need some land. Right? And actually, you know, exactly. you just not tell anybody and just dig underneath. Exactly. We just live off the grid in a cave somewhere. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Anyway, what are we talking about in this episode that features Tokra and Tokra tunnels? Today we're talking about Stargate SG1 Season 5, Episode 15, Summit. Summit, Summit, Summit. I don't know what I'm doing. Hang on. I have to turn down my electric blanket that I finally found. Nice. (laughs) I was so excited to find it, so I turned it all the way up. And then I was like, oh no, it's too hot. I was sad the last couple of weeks, although it's not nearly as cold in this recording space as it was in the closet of the poorly insulated apartment that I've been living in. That's good. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck, Amazon, though? Because I went to watch the episode today and it was not there. What? Yeah. Apparently, SG-1 is off of Amazon as of, I guess, yesterday. Because oh didn't you say that you just watched it yesterday? <laughs> On the DVDs. Yeah. I was annoyed and then had to use the DVD. Apparently it is still streaming on Pluto, but that's got like commercials and stuff and that's annoying. But if anyone else needs a place to watch it, it is on Pluto. Pluto. Okay. Which I think is a free streaming service. I don't know. Maybe you can pay to get it ad free or something if anybody wants it that way. I do not know, but I'll be using the DVDs for now. That's really annoying. Right? Yeah. Apparently it was only on there for like four months. So that's just stupid. Okay. From what I was reading, Atlantis and Universe are still on there though. Okay. Okay. For now. Last uh, time I watched any Atlantis, it was on Hulu. Fair. That was a while, a while ago. I think I probably watched it on Netflix, but I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, we start with some recapping. Yay. Sam kills Martooth, but Anise promises that it will be a noble sacrifice and not a meaningless one. Daniel used to have a girlfriend, and Lieutenant Tyler wasn't real. <laughs> Tanith has a boss that may or may not have a name. <laughs> it was a very weird and seemingly disparate mix of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> That didn't really tell a story, but were just random cutscenes from a whole bunch of different episodes. Hey, don't forget, these people aren't new! (laughs) Right. (laughs) In case you forgot. Yeah, just weird. From the weird random recap, we segue into a bunch of ships, gold ships, in space, to be specific, not like ocean (laughs) ships, like that would, I guess it could happen in this show. Anyway... A bunch of ships are converging on one of those ships. A Jaffa announces that somebody's guest has arrived and the person turns around. His name is Zipakna. 
And I totally forgot that this guy was even in this show. Oh, yeah. He's been in like a bunch of different stuff. He also was on this show before. Oh, he was, wasn't he? He was that arrogant bastard who was trying to defend Chlorel in the Tokra episode That's with. Right. Uh, God, I totally forgot about that. The yeah, the kid's name. <laughs> Can I only remember the gold name? Scar. Scar thank you. <laughs> Chlorel, I believe we were calling Scar- him. Chlorel, yes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I totally forgot about that guy. Yeah, so it's him. And he was recently in Lock and Key on Netflix, which was a weird-ass show. Anyway, turns out he's there, and his guest is Osiris, formerly known as Sarah, Daniel's (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Zipakna says that he hears that congratulations are in order for her, because I guess she took over some large armies that had been recently abandoned. Can't imagine how that happened. She says she just took advantage of a flavorable (laughs) condition. They discuss how the system lords are in array and they're going to try to maybe take advantage of that. If one of them can be bold enough to seize the chaos that's happening. This chick that plays Osiris slash Sarah has a really good disdain face. Oh, yeah. I was actually (laughs) thinking she needed to be in the same league as Tanith as like smug face winners right exactly yeah less smug but just disdain but right up there like top top tier disdain face like sam's angry face as well would be way up there i was thinking that the whole time i was watching this episode was it's a smug off between all of the gold (laughs) so anyway zapapna says that he didn't ask her there to serve him but rather someone even more powerful than him and that powerful person would be Anubis. Presumably the person that Tanith was serving, I guess. I would guess. Yeah. And that's the end of that scene. After credits, we're in the SGC. The gate is dialing. I think it's incoming wormhole. Yes. There's Mm -hmm. an unscheduled off-world activation. I like that for whatever reason, instead of calling him Tech as the transcript usually does this transcript just calls him chevron guy (laughs) (laughs) poor walter Walter. (laughs) still no real name (laughs) yeah well jack named him right walter at least yeah they did establish that his first name is walter and i think that they do stick with that now moving forward walter announces the tokra are calling they go ahead and open the iris a Tokra comes through. Hammond and the team go down to the gate room to meet this Tokra, who is Reno. Hammond tries to introduce them, but she's like, I'm already familiar with all your exploits and your dad sends his regard. She's like, I don't have time for pleasantries. She is there, though, to tell them about a serious situation going down with the system lords. Hammond orders everyone to the briefing room. Jack makes a smart comment about how it's always suicide mission this, save the planet that, no one stops by to say hi anymore. Oh, Aww. Poor Jack. Yeah. Yeah. In the briefing room, Renault talks about the deaths of Cronus and Apophis leaving a power vacuum. Who would have thought? <laughs> so, of course, the remaining system lords have been trying to exploit that, as she says, and it sounds like Osiris has done a very good job of exploiting that as well. They've declared a truce, apparently, and they are going to try to meet to 
discuss the establishment of a new order. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. Rather than trying to stop them from doing this, Renault actually wants to try to infiltrate it and then kill everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yep. Yep. Jack says, welcome to the dark side. And Renault's like, well, it's always been our plan. We just didn't expect to very suddenly find ourselves with the opportunity. <laughs> there is a space station that is going to be considered neutral territory and there will be tight security, no weapons, but everyone is going to gather there. All the system lords will be allowed one human slave to go with them. Lucky <laughs> lucky slaves. Woo. They want Daniel to be a slave for one of those people as his method of infiltration because he's the only one that speaks fluent Gua'uld, which you would think that he would have an accent or something that would give him away as being from the Towery planet or not having been born speaking Gua'uld from a young age or something. It doesn't matter because they all speak English anyway. But uh, yes, because I was going to say, but I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Because they don't speak any gold at all in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Renault says that if Daniel decides to participate, that they can meet her on their new base tomorrow. Lots of time to think about it. Jacob will be there and tell them everything they need to know. Daniel does not look very pleased. <laughs> no. Despite all past evidence to the contrary, he apparently does not want to murder a bunch right? of gold hagfish. Daniel goes to his lab to think about this some and read some gold or something. Daniel <laughs> goes to visit him and ask what he's going to do about this. Daniel is planning to do the thing because he cannot think of a better way to overthrow the gold. Teal can't think of any other options either, so he's going to do it. It was a weird visit because Teal came in and said, you've stated many times that in circumstances such as this, you would avoid using such action if given a better option. But they've never been in circumstances like True. this. They didn't have a better option. I didn't really know why Teal'c was there or whether he was trying to convince Daniel that he should do it or shouldn't do it. It was a very weird yeah. scene. Yeah, I feel like they wanted to at least put in some sort of tiny scene where they consider what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. But but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even real deliberation because Daniel basically said he'd already made up yeah. his mind by that point. It was, so, it was, no, weird. It was weird. I don't know. A little, yeah. a little nod toward maybe not murdering everybody, but not really. I guess. <laughs> also, I wrote in my notes after Teal'c was talking about the better option, I wrote, LOL, baby hagfish. So. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. And then we're in the gate room with SG-17 and Elliot is there from couple episodes back he made Yay. it this is his first assignment he's happy to see some action for a change and jack's like there's no action and that of course tells us right there that <laughs> there will be some <laughs> elliot's looking forward to meeting the tokra and jack's like yeah whatever you'll get over it then <laughs> they head through the wormhole on the tokra planet jacob and another tokra named aldwin approach the gate they are both wearing pants <laughs> And they go to greet the teams and take them down to the cave. Apparently, Aldwin is going to be doing orientation for SG-17, while Jacob takes SG-1 through the plan for this super secret mission <laughs> thing. 
<laughs> I think we've met Alduin before, but I couldn't remember what episode or what context we met him in. I don't remember. But I was like, I know that name. Quite yeah. possibly. They make their way down into the Tokra Tunnels. Woo! It really just reminds me of Fraggle Tunnels. <laughs> Especially because over the holidays, I, of course, watched the Muppet slash... Basically, it's like Muppet Sesame Street Christmas story, <laughs> like the Muppet Family Christmas. And they have every Muppet that's ever existed <laughs> on it, including Fraggles and all of Sesame nice. Street. It's a great show if you're a nerdy adult that nice. still watches Muppets. <laughs> it's from like the... 80s, maybe even earlier. Jim Henson's actually still in it. It's ah, great. I love the Fraggles. A++ would recommend. Anyway, made me think of yeah. Fraggles. Yeah. SG1 and Jacob are sitting at a table having a little chat to find out what Daniel's going to do. Jacob makes a silly joke about you being among the system lords, but he meant Lord you. <laughs> it was yeah. silly. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, though... Reminds them, you knows him. He'll recognize him. <laughs> but then Renault comes in and says, no, he won't. Because they have gotten their hands on the chemical that the fifth man, what was his name? Tyler. Tyler. Lieutenant Tyler slash that random alien used to hide himself from others. Hence the random reference to Lieutenant Tyler yeah. not being a real person in the intro, which you would think that they would have made some other more obvious reference to like how he can make himself look like anybody rather than just, oh, he's not a real person. Yeah. I guess this means they've been in contact with him since. I guess. Because I don't think they got that while they were with him. Well, they had his clothes, though, oh. and there was some of that chemical on the clothes because that's how Fraser got exposed to it. Oh, I guess maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they got some somehow. Apparently, they've turned it into a liquid that can be injected into somebody, and then they will also be convinced of whatever you tell them, which is apparently his most trusted Lotar, which is his slave. The highest ranking slave. Hmm. Fancy. I guess if you've got to be a slave, you'd want to be the highest ranking one. I guess. Hmm. Jacob says that they're considered to be personal attendants and that it's a position of great honor. Jacob has also spent some time infiltrating Yu's company, I guess, and he's going to be able to uh, get Daniel over there. Then they can drug you and all of that good stuff. Sam asks, what if Nirti comes? But Jacob's like, Nah, she's a renegade, whatever that means. <laughs> we couldn't get the actress to come in this episode, is what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was busy. Yeah. I also, at this point, it seemed to me like Jacob, the actor, might have been having problems with his lines this time. He seemed very like... Oh, really? Not like slurring his words, but every time he said Daniel, it almost sounded like Danny to me. And this is the first time I noticed it. I don't know. I don't think he was calling him Danny. I think he was just like... According to my transcript, he was calling him Danny on occasion. But that could also just be the person thinking yeah. that it sounded like Danny. I don't. I did not notice. I don't know. It just... It, he seemed markedly less good in a way. Has he ever called him Danny? I don't... He might have. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I'm oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> Once Daniel gets to the space station and 
drugs you. He's going to wait until all of the system lords are there. And then he is going to poison them all with a little vial that Renal gives him. Which is their most virulent poison. (laughs) Poison specifically to kill tagfish. Yes. Tagfish poison. That poison. poison. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that poison. (laughs) It apparently is only deadly to the hagfish, which my question at this point was, does that mean the hosts could survive or are they all just going to die anyway because the hagfish are terrible? Which later I think we learn is the case. Yeah, (laughs) they did did address that later. (laughs) And yes, the humans are all going to die. I was thinking that perhaps the thing needed a safety because apparently there's a button on it that will mix the two gases together <laughs> to turn them poisonous. And it's just like an uncovered button. Yeah. So if Daniel's just got this in his pocket, what if he accidentally bumps it at the wrong time? All the Tok'ra die. <laughs> right, exactly. All the Tok'ra die or like half of the gold on the ship die and then there's an even bigger power vacuum. Or It could just go so bad in so many ways. <laughs> he could accidentally kill two. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. Just put a safety on that. Cover cover the button with something. It would be good. Yeah. But instead, they're going to proceed as it is. Then we get to the point where they're explaining that, yes, the human host is going to die. And it's really a blessing in disguise, according to Jacob. Jacob says there's going to be seven system lords there. All the major players. And if they can do that, the ghouls are basically being delivered a crippling blow. And the rest of the team just needs to sit on their hands until they're done. Why do they need to do that in the Tok'ra tunnels instead of going back to base? I don't know. It's real weird. Just sit here and twiddle your thumbs in our barren, ugly caves. Don't worry. The writers won't let them do that. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. Jacob is walking down the hall. Jack runs after him and literally takes a guy by the shoulders and throws him out of the way. I was like, that poor guy, what do you do? He's so rude. (laughs) Jack asks Jacob what he's not telling them. Jacob elaborates a little bit more on the fact that once all the system lords are dead, there's also going to be a massive galaxy-wide war that's going to follow that with Gould jockeying for position. They're going to hope that that lasts long enough for them to make their final decisive move, <laughs> which would be a wide-scale attack on the entire Gould population. How they would target the entire Gould population without accidentally getting pretty much all the Tok'ra and Jaffa in there, I don't know. Maybe they think it doesn't matter and it's victory yeah, at all costs. I guess. I was also wondering what happens if there's an accident at the poison factory and then it just kills all the, you know, assuming that they have a poison factory where they're making this. What happens if they accidentally kill all the Tok'ra? <laughs> and then there's nobody really except the Earth people to fecklessly fight yeah. the Kuo'uld. Who knows? Did you notice yeah. when Jacob turns a corner, Jack goes the wrong way first? No. He had to turn around and double back. I did not notice. (laughs) I don't know what that was, but it was really funny. Back with Zipakna and Osiris. They're chatting about what they're going to do. Osiris is asking why she's been enlisted with this task. Did we learn what this task was in the last episode or last scene with them? I can't remember. No. No. Well, I think that the task is going to the summit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they don't mention. Yeah. And Zipakna's like, politics have been one of your greatest skills. 
Zapakna can't go too because he's got his own little mission, which is unfortunately that he's going to go after the Tok'ra for their new formidable weapon he already knows about. (laughs) Convenient. He does mention that he did not torture this information out of the Tok'ra, but Anubis has impressive methods. Fun. Yeah. So he's off to murder the Tok'ra, and Osiris is off to mess with the Gould, and Daniel's off to kill them all. Woo! On Jacob's ship, Daniel and Jacob are having a little chat. They make a point of showing Daniel putting contact lenses in so that he doesn't have to wear his glasses, even though they've established a long time ago that he doesn't need his glasses (laughs) to see because he's frequently seen without them. But for whatever reason, they decided to make a showing of it today. He also brought out his big guns. (laughs) Daniel wants to know why the system lords even need any human servants. And it's essentially so that if the host body of the system lord is damaged, they've got a backup. (laughs) So that's convenient. Neat. Yeah. Daniel's been studying the system lord. So he has all seven of them memorized with their backgrounds and some relationship issues that they've had. He's up to speed on all the system lord drama (laughs) yay jacob asks one last time if daniel isn't 100 committed then he needs to know right now and daniel's like well you know your plan's a little sketchy (laughs) (laughs) because daniel rightfully mentions it's gonna wipe out possibly all of the jaffa and that would suck jacob is essentially like well it's worth it the gold have been a plague and the universe will be better without them (laughs) Daniel looks skeptical, but he nods yeah. and agrees. <laughs> On Tokra World, Alduin is taking SG-17 for a little tour, talking about how they make their tunnels. Apparently, they don't need ventilation because they cut through calcium carbonate so they have some oxygen while they then build their life support systems. Like, okay, cool. This is all in- information that's super exciting. Which I guess is to show that he's super exciting. <laughs> because then Jack walks up to say hi. Elliot calls the orientation interesting, as you predicted, sir. <laughs> Aldwin offers for Jack to join them. But he says he's busy. He's going to go help Tilk wait for Daniel. And he gets the hell out of there. That scene was silly. It was quite silly. <laughs> Agreed. This scene also was silly to me, more because of the weird thing that happens at the end, but I'll get to that. So on Jacob's ship, he says that Daniel just needs to get into use quarters and get close enough to use this ring that he has in a box that's got a big giant ass needle sticking out of it. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't accidentally jab himself and Daniel asks why. <laughs> why do you need to ask that? Why would you need to ask why you shouldn't jab yourself with a giant needle that's got some funky chemical in it that is meant to, like, essentially damage a gould? (laughs) But apparently he does need to ask why. Jacob says he doesn't actually know, and that itself should scare Daniel. Then Daniel puts the ring on with the pointy part facing out away from his hand and then holds his hand perpendicular and just raises his hand up and down a couple times while muttering something. <laughs> and I really wanted to know what he said, but I am not that good at lip reading and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, that I did not pick up on. <laughs> it was just a weird scene. 
Sam is hanging out with Renault in some Tokra tunnel. They are having a look at a symbiote that is in stasis. And it is, in fact, Lantash, which was Martooth's hagfish. It doesn't have the nice teeth, though. No, no. That Martooth had. We should put such shiny teeth on a fang things right that'd be amazing hagfish yeah (laughs) they had put teeth on it instead of the weird fangs (laughs) they've had lantash in stasis while he's just trying to heal and they're looking for a new host sam asks to see the research they've done on the zaytark technology that ultimately got martooth killed the tokra though are not into giving her that information Apparently, it's been months. I thought that was supposed to be Anise's special project, and now it's this other random person well, you know, that's in charge of it. Anise didn't work out, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sam's real sticking point, though, is that if the symbiote was still alive, why did they not let the symbiote heal Martooth instead of just letting him die? That's a very valid point. Yeah. Reno's argument is that they both would have died trying to fix Martooth, the body. They made a choice, and Sam's like, you chose the symbiote naturally. And Reno shoots back that her bias is towards the host naturally. Sam then accuses them of basically killing Martooth so they could dissect his brain for their research. It was a little bit yikes. I mean, not yeah. in like a. I mean, they're arguing. It's not like an angry argument or anything. Yeah. But, well, I mean, she seems offended, pissed, but yeah, she's not like but, full on anger. Yeah. Renault asks, what would Martooth have wanted? And Sam doesn't say anything, which I think kind of points to that Martooth is all in on their mission of the Tok'ra. Renault reminds him that Martooth is still living on in Lantash's <laughs> memories. So he's still there a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And then we get a. Close up of Lantash's nasty ass face. Yeah. Yeah. He did not have nice teeth. No. <laughs> like I said, he had those weird fangs. Real hagfish don't have fangs. These do. In Yu's palace, Selmak goes up to the real Jaren because Daniel will be taking over for a guy named Jaren. They zap this guy and they carry him off. And I wanted to know where you jaren go that's true where is he through what happens this? to this guy <laughs> we don't get that answer though daniel goes in and takes the place of this jaren guy in delivering you his tea he does in fact meet his goal of getting close enough to stab him with his little ring thing it works <laughs> you says he would like his tea and as far as he's concerned daniel is jaren yay yeah Back on Tokra world, things are not good. Alarms have started going off. Renault and Alduin tell Jack that they're detecting gold motherships and also that the Stargate is stuck open so they can't go anywhere. That sucks. Yeah, really does. Then we're back in space at the space station, which had a real DS9 feel to this, to the shape of the space station as well as to just the scene itself with a spaceship coming up to it. Daniel and you are on that little ship that's approaching the space station. Daniel announces them as you and himself representing you. Why you? (laughs) The guy on the 
other end of the communicator thing says that they've scanned two life signs and there's no weapons, so they're going to lower the shields and let them in. And then we're in some toker tunnels again. <laughs> there's a bunch of people running around. And I noticed that the camera followed one random Tokra in particular, who the way that the guy ran and his curly hair reminded me of Buddy the Elf. I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. <laughs> Particularly because I just watched that movie also. <laughs> but then I also noticed that this guy was looking up and around while he was running. I was like, you're inside, dude. What are you looking at? <laughs> The attack hasn't started, so there's nothing falling from the ceiling. What are you looking at? <laughs> but we now find that out, because then they cut over to Sam and Reno. The Togra evacuations are so chaotic. Right? Every You'd time. think they'd be better at yeah. this by now, because they do it a lot. Yeah. Like, what, what are these people doing? Where are they going? Like, they don't right. seem to know. No. That's, that's chaos. Maybe they need some practice drills or something. <laughs> I don't think they do this, but they should. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any ships for evacuation other than a few unarmed cargo ships that are currently busy. So they're making new tunnels to essentially like disperse everybody and make it less likely that any random group of them will die in an attack if there's just fewer people in each area. Jack is also there and Aldwin asks if they can lend a hand moving some life support equipment. It's exciting. It's so exciting. <laughs> I like how they ask for a hand and Jack like just orders other people to do it. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's his Specifically job, Mansfield, yeah. who is heading up SG-17. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. pretty funny, too. Yeah. Jack offers his help. And then he's like, yeah. Yeah. You go. You do it. <laughs> yeah. They've moved on to another place in the tunnels. Yes. Renault is turning off the power on the base because the energy signature is a dead giveaway of where they are. And the gold will then just randomly start bombarding the planet with weapons fire. Who doesn't love destroying a planet? Renault says their plan is to fight until the last of them has fallen. (laughs) Jack's like, what, with Zats? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, but what about this poison? And she's like, but it could kill all of us, too. And also, we gave it all to Jacob. <laughs> so this is a moot point. That seems about as bad of a plan as yeah. making all your poisons look alike. Yeah. You should probably relabel them. I guess they're just establishing there's no more poison and no other yep. way to fight off this attack. Yeah. They need Yzma's secret lab. Yes, exactly. Then they could turn them all into harmless little fleas. <laughs> Put them inside of a box. And then another box. And then mail that box themselves. And then what? When it arrives, ah! <laughs> smash it with the hammer. Because they can't save on postage, though, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And, and poison them because, yeah, they don't have it. <laughs> it's got to be pretty expensive postage right? to be mailing stuff around in space. True. In the Gould meeting chamber, you is there with Daniel. And they're all having a chat. There's people milling around. Daniel and you are just pointlessly, I guess it's not really pointless, but they're discussing backstory on all the people that are around them and basically like, well, you know that this person has done this. And of course, then that means that you know that this person has done that. They're explaining to each other what they know about all of these people, which was obviously for the viewer benefit, but made no sense in context that they would just be (laughs) verbalizing everything that they collectively know about each of these people. They mill around and size them up. Right. (laughs) Exactly. 
and speak loudly enough that anybody around them <laughs> could hear them while they're talking about yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. You essentially threatened Daniel to not consort with various people and to not get murdered by that person <laughs> and various things like that. Not to make me look foolish by allowing yourself to be murdered. Trying to avoid getting murdered is generally good advice under any circumstances. We do get introduced to Baal for the first time, who is going to continue to be a bad guy for quite some time, as I recall. Yes. He is pleased that you was able to join them because apparently you lost a lot of fleet in the various recent battles. Baal himself says that he lost 2,000 Jaffa. And that the enemy attacks like a coward. And that it's, it's different from anything that they've really seen before. But none of them know who this adversary is. Meanwhile, the Gould have made it to Tokerland and are bombing the surface of the planet, which is causing the Toker tunnels to collapse all over the place. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, there's more chaos. People are running around. O'Neill radios to Mansfield, who is reporting that a section has collapsed and they're trying to help some injured Tok'ra. Now, see, those people should have been looking up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and weren't, whereas the other guy was not looking where he was going and should have been yeah. instead of looking. <laughs> Preparing to get the injured out of there and get out of there themselves. But unfortunately, more of the tunnel collapses on them. Mansfield is knocked yeah. out. More Tok'ra go down. Jack can no longer uh, get him on the radio. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Up on the mothership with Zipakna, for a change, they're talking about the fact that no Tokra have tried to leave, and there's no escape. So it sucks to be them, because they're trapped, <laughs> and that's that scene. They're going to send down some ground troops. Woo. Down on the planet, Elliot says that there was a direct hit in that last explosion. Aldwin is there carrying Mansfield because Mansfield is pretty badly injured. Jack wants to know where the rest of the team is, and Elliot says they're all dead, so yikes. Yep. The infirmary's been destroyed, so there's not really a whole lot of hope for them here to get Mansfield the help that he needs. Renault is going to head to the lab and try to transfer the formula for the poison, the secret lab. <laughs> To transfer the formula for the poison to a crystal so that it won't be lost when the tunnels are inevitably destroyed. Jack's like, well, how about a strategy where we don't all die? They're going to try to get up to the surface to see what's going on. Aldwin is going to show Tilk and Jack the way. Woo. Yeah. Back at the gold meeting area, Daniel's meandering through a hallway. Ducks out of the way, make sure no one's around, and radios Jacob. Jacob, who's not at the console, he comes running up to the communications <laughs> section. It was just kind of silly. I thought that was funny, yeah. too. I was like, where the hell was he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Taking some time to do some work, maybe yeah. uh, squaring away the slave he kidnapped. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Taking advantage yeah. of the horizontal ring toilet? Who knows? Yeah. Jacob tells Daniel that the last ship He's got his docked and they've got all seven, so it's time to kill everyone. But Daniel says, hang on, they're apparently expecting someone else. He doesn't know who, but it's some mystery adversary that's been causing them all headaches. He's going to try to figure out what's going on and call Jacob back later. Back down in the lab, Renault is trying to download the formula for the poison. Sam asks about the symbiote 
and whether or not they could put it into Mansfield, because apparently Mansfield is well on his way out. Seems to be not just semi-unconscious as he was before, but actively dying. But Renault is adamant that, nope, they're not going to put it in there because it would just kill them both. Then all of a sudden, the ceiling collapses and takes out literally everybody, <laughs> including the chamber with Lantash in it. Sam being the brave ass person that she is, despite the fact that Mansfield is dying, covers his body with her own to protect him. Woo! Yeah. Jack and Tilk and Alduin have made their way outside and discovered there are just so many gold ships and Jaffa troops there. There are quite a lot. That's not great. Nope. Jack tries to radio Sam. He gets no answer, so they head back. Back towards the tunnels. Back up in the Gwauld conference. Everyone gets a throne. You get a throne and Ball gets a throne and you get a throne and everyone has thrones. We don't get any thrones at any of my stupid work meetings. No, God. A throne. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, talking about the hot topic, which is this mystery Gwauld. I used to love hot topic. <laughs> Does that thing even exist anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I've not been in a hot topic in many, many years. Indeed. <laughs> I hear the Meriden Mall, where we used to go to hot topic all the time, is quite sad now. Oh, I believe that. I think malls yeah. are generally sad now. Yeah, I have not been there, but I heard that. <laughs> I think from, from my mother-in-law. Oh. It was a desolate place when she was last there. Oh, very unfortunate i guess but i don't know i, I have mixed feelings because yeah yeah but same yeah the hot topic though is this <laughs> not the store but the actual topic. yes this mystery gould who's beating the shit out of all of them you is like you haven't even seen the faces of any of the jaffa guys come on one of them is like well my first prime boarded a ship and everyone on there fought to the death but most of them had the marks of Cronus and Sokar. They're talking all about this. They've all lost stuff. They're all suspicious of one another and this new person. The arguments, though, come to an end when it's announced that the last guest is here. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present Mr. Poddy? In walks Osiris. What? Yeah. Daniel kind of backs away because obviously Osiris is going to recognize him. <laughs> also, it's now more personal than it was before between Daniel and everything. Hopefully she won't recognize him. Yeah. But then she does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they welcome her. You asks Jaren for a drink. Daniel puts away the poison because he's not about to kill them all now because his ex-girlfriend is there. Right. He gives you his beverage, and Osiris totally sees him and totally recognizes him, but she doesn't say anything and says, let's proceed. Down in the Tokra tunnels, there's a firefight. There's more death gliders firing on them as Jack and Alduin are trying to get back down into the tunnels to figure out what happened to everybody else. There's another hit right near them, and Alduin dies. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed, because it's not funny. Alden died. No. That sucks. But they, like, really yeah. displayed the broken neck. <laughs> they did. And the weird one last glow of his eyes yeah. before he then dies. That was weird. Yeah. They move on and go down into the tunnels. 
Down in the lab, the death continues. There's just debris everywhere. Sam wakes up and she has managed to survive, but Mansfield is in fact dead now. She takes both of his dog tags, which I thought was weird because isn't the whole purpose of having two so that you leave one with the body for identification later? Uh-uh. <laughs> That's what I always thought, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. In any case, she does take both of his dog tags and then goes and checks out Renault, who's also dead. And then she goes and finds Elliot. Elliot is just mostly dead, though. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Please open his mouth. And he does, in fact, open his eyes, which glow. So now we know what happened to Lantash also. (laughs) They're both there. Lantash says that he had no choice and that his injuries are too severe he really can't keep talking anymore and i was like then why are you talking then (laughs) just let elliot do the talking rather than talking about how you need to let elliot do the talking (laughs) elliot comes out and asks sam what's going on she says he's gonna be fine and elliot's like "Eh, not so sure but okay (laughs) she says that he's got a symbiote trying to heal him jack and teal'c run into Sam and Elliot, who she's gotten up and is walking along in his sad, sad state. Yeah. He's like almost dead. I don't know how he's walking. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) They're reporting on the people who have all died. (laughs) Sam says that Elliot's in rough shape and that Lintash is inside him. Elliot says it feels very weird. Jack says, oh, let's go back to the surface. Because everything here sucks. I was thinking too at this point, I hope the Tok'ra have more than one base and this isn't all the Tok'ra. I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, how many bases do they have? They seem to only ever have one. Yeah. I hope it's many. That they ever talk about at a time. Yeah. Anyway. So, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. a lot of Tok'ra died. Yeah. They sure did. Yeah. Back up on the space station, Daniel is trying to secretly radio to Jacob about how Sarah is there. And Jacob's like, you mean Osiris? I was like, how does Jacob know <laughs> yeah. this? I guess they would have been briefed on it at some point, but I guess. Was Jacob even in that episode? I couldn't remember. I don't think so. I didn't think so either. Suddenly, Osiris is there, in fact, herself <laughs> and addresses him by name and says, Daniel Jackson, you're a long way from home. In the Tok'ra tunnel, they have more of the tunnel fall on them or near them. They're trapped, and there's no way to ring the hell out of there anymore. To be continued. bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kathy, did you like the episode? It was exciting. It was. Yeah, so I like that about it. I'd like to see the conclusion before I draw full conclusions, but I, you know, it was exciting. I... Do really, really hope that some of these people survive. And <laughs> I'm actually yes. going to be really sad if we lose Elliot so soon after meeting him. I hope he wasn't just introduced to kill him off. I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm like, if they kill him, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I honestly can't remember. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally forgot about that part of the plot where he gets Lantash. I forgot Lantash was even still around. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually know that Lantash was around. I assumed he and Martooth both died. Right. That was my assumption too. I completely forgot that they brought him back eventually. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen, and I'm happy to see Ball, even though I don't know anything about him yet in the show, because I always remembered like 
loving to hate him in a way that I like just hate the other gold. So <laughs> yeah, even though he hasn't done anything, yeah, I mostly yeah. like it. But I'm waiting to reserve full judgment until next time. How about you? Yeah. There were a lot of explosions, so yes. of course I enjoyed the episode. <laughs> yeah, I was sad that so many characters died. Jeez. That did rather suck, but it was a very interesting and exciting episode. I do like the covert ops that Daniel and Jacob are trying to pull off over there. I like a good Jacob episode, too. Yeah. I like his character. Yeah. So I was enjoying that as well. I like seeing all of the different types of system lords that are out there, so seeing some different ones that we hadn't seen before Yeah. I thought were pretty interesting. And, like, the different types of cultures that they're representing yeah, was pretty cool. So I enjoyed that part, too. Nice. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I know. It, but well, I'll probably have more to say next time. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> what is next time? <laughs> next time, we're going to watch Stargate and talk about Stargate SG-1. Oh. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Episode 6, Season 5. Oh, my God. What? What? (laughs) We're going to talk about Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 16, Last Stand. Yes. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. How long have I been sleeping? Yeah. The booklet says, Embattled and under siege, SG-1 attempts to escape a gold search and destroy mission bent on finding them and the secret crystal they carry. Oh, right. I forgot to mention that Sam took the crystal before oh, yeah. she left the uh, the bodies behind. She totally did. That was important. And I forgot to mention that. Ah! Yeah. yeah. So crystal's still a thing. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, the balance of life is threatened by the reappearance of Anubis, the oldest Ooh. and most evil system lord. Well, well. But his animal is a puppy. I think evil people can have pets. Oh, damn it. I think that... That doesn't seem fair. I know, I know. That's very unfortunate, but... Mm. They probably they probably don't keep their dogs tethered or in their backyard, and they probably let their dogs shit on other people's <laughs> lawns. Probably. Do we think my neighbor is Anubis? <laughs> Maybe. You better watch out. Oh, no. It is a black dog. <laughs> Yikes. Yes. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's about it for me. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes and reviews are very much appreciated to help other people find the show. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Instagram and Mastodon. Specifically, we are stargazing at mastodon.world, if that matters. I don't really understand how Mastodon works still, (laughs) but I'm working on it. You can also email us at stargazing at gmail.com or you can send us messages through our website which is stargating.space and if you're feeling generous you can head over to patreon.com slash stargating to help support the show financially i'm mary i'm kathy and you've been listening to stargating the end the end the end Um, hang on. I don't know if there's anything else worth mentioning. Well, Jack and Sam come in. I don't know if they... Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to... Well, I was just oh. reading. Oh, yeah. sorry. 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 Give me a second. Yes! No! Bitch! Talk more now! <laughs> Faster! <laughs> My brain doesn't work that fast.
Mine doesn't Sit. either. <laughs> Stop judging me. I don't wanna. Podcast over. I hate you. <laughs>